Howdy, meeps, and welcome to the Meeple Syrup Show. Oh, hey, we're live and on hey. the air. Welcome yeah. back, everyone. How you doing? Great. Us, you, <laughs> the yeah. audience, everybody. We're great. You're all great. We're back. Good. We're going to Yeah, I know. Happy to be back. Good, good, Happy good. Um, welcome to the Meeple Syrup Show. It is, I don't know what season we're in. What season are we in? We're we in season, season awesome. We'll see season two. <laughs> yeah, okay. So we Based on our podcast schedule. Based on the podcast schedule, we're in season two. Uh, and it's hard because I'm in this skinny rectangular box on screen. So those of you who are listening can't see me not showing you how many fingers are up. Because I'm making a two sign, but nobody can see it. Or is it a piece? That is two. Um, hi, Zach Connolly. Good to see you. Uh, congratulations, by the way, on launching Lots. Uh, I think it launched yesterday. Was it yesterday? I got to go back that stuff. I was going to say, look, at least a day or a couple days ago, maybe. I, okay, I saw good. I saw it pop up on uh, a few shares. I was yeah. like, yay, it's out. That's totally great. Uh, Shem Phillips. Hello, Shem. How are you doing? Yes, we are back and we're ready to give you guys the goods. And Andrew Wolf is there. Hi, Andrew. How are you doing out there in Seattle now? Wow, big move for Mr. Wolf. That's great. So we're back and we're ready to start this season of the Meeple Syrup Show. As I said at the beginning, this is season two after the reboot. And we're looking at changing things up yet again. We'll go through that as we talk about what we're doing in this season. Uh, but first, let's start with our convention recap. So where'd everybody go? It's Starting with Jesse. Busy summer, busy summer. Uh, I did KublaCon and that was it. Yeah, so you were at the you're at the proto spiel, uh, proto yeah, it's the proto spiel there, right? Yeah, I went to the proto spiel there, I guess, but it was technically a convention I went to. Mm -hmm. I just went to the proto spiel room. And how was that? Yeah, uh, yeah, no, it was nice. I mean, it's always nice when there's a convention that's like an hour down the road from you, and you can spend the nights in your own house, and mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that was really nice. It's a really cute little event. Um, uh, bigger than I was expecting, and uh, and the the Bay Area design community is fantastic. So it was always great to have an opportunity to hang out with those guys and get some work done. Can you tell us a couple of the people who are part of the game design crew in the Bay Area? I know Luke's there. Yeah, so Luke's around. Um, Luke Laurie. Yeah, Luke Laurie, uh, and he's someone that I would only run into at an event like a Protospiel. He's not actually part of the, the really local group that I hang out with. Mm -hmm. um, there's also uh, Jonathan Pack. Ah, oh, crap. Um, Canton, they, yeah. Yes, that's right. Um, who's in the group and uh, from the, 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 the set of people that I see on a weekly basis in Mountain View, there's also uh, John Breger, who we've had on the show yep. this last season. Um, and John Velgas, who just had finger guns uh, come out with uh, Indie Board and Card and um, Michael Dunsmore, who's just had uh, a game with Smirk and Dagger um, called We Need to Talk uh, oh, earlier cool. this year come out. Nice. So. And then was Ed Baraf there and Seth uh, and everybody? Uh, Seth was there and Scott Rogers also showed up. He came up from uh, Southern California, which right. is not a short trip. And Ed uh, normally would make KublaCon, but um, conflicts kept him away from KublaCon this year. Right. But Ed Baraf is normally there with Pencil First. Okay. 
Yeah, it is cool. a pretty strong design community around here. Uh, mm -hmm. And I, I, I believe I, I Matt Leacock might have popped in. Um, if he was there, it wasn't during a time that I was there, but he is around in this area somewhere. Yeah, he, he is around that area. <laughs> There's um, a lot of people in California. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A big state, of course, right? But also um, a lot of really cool people uh, that are designers are in that area as well. So tell me, Jess, you're leaving California within yep. the next couple of days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and what are you going to miss about the design philosophy that's there? Is it different than oh. what we do in Canada? Is it... Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know that I that there's like a, so amongst the like core designers, what I'm gonna miss is just having such a, um, a availability of so many uh, part time and full time developers. Mm -hmm. So between the two Johns, John Velgas and John Bridger, and Michael Dunsmore and me, that's four half either part time to full time people who work on very different kinds of projects all the time. Um, like Mike uh, likes real-time games and like we need to talk as kind of party game-esque and John does a lot of work with more uh, Euro-styled and American-styled things and um, I do sort of whatever is interesting to me at the time. And so there's just this nice little diversity that we have. And our every other Sunday we do this playtesting event at Game Castle, the local game store, which is a fantastic space. I'm going to mm -hmm. miss that space. I've seen many um, pictures. Yeah, and the cool thing about our Sunday playtesting event is we only advertise it on Meetup, but we get like six or seven non-designers Oh, wow. who will great. turn up every other Sunday just because they're interested in seeing what's being worked on. In and I mean, area, I guess so. that's part and parcel of living in nerd city USA. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm hoping that, that I'll be able to recapture some of this magic. Uh, well, by I mean, if, if anywhere and... is like nerd city USA, if anywhere yeah. is like Mountain View, uh, KW yeah. has yeah. that potentiality to, yeah. with all the tech people that are there and stuff. So I think yeah. that's great. Yeah. And so we'll be back in Canada. Um, you know, solidly by October, right? October 1st will be, I'll be moved into Waterloo. We'll be back sometime at the last week of September, but. Um, oh, right. We get a secret Jesse sighting. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk well, about that later. Yeah. The, oh, yeah, that's right. That's on we'll our come schedule. Back. <laughs> yeah. So what about you guys? What did you guys, what did you guys do this summer? What were your conventions? Well, and... I mean, Erica and I missed Origins. And yeah, Origins falls on Father's Day. And, you know, I mean, we have next year, I think, right? We talked about it. It is. I think so. Chances are we're not gonna get to go because no. family. I but did uh, Dice Tower, yeah, uh, Dice but Tower. so Dice Tower was great. But I'm already sad to say it kind of doesn't exist anymore. It won't be yeah. there next year. It's changing. Um, Dice Tower has always been fun though because it was kind of that convention where you would still see industry people. You'd still get to see a lot of designers that you just actually get to sit down with and play, which is awesome. Like it really was more of a relaxing playing con that mm -hmm. still had enough other people or industry people around that if you wanted to do business, if you wanted to progress things, like it could be that too. So mm -hmm. it's kind of nice that you could choose which one you wanted to be. You could turn it on and off whenever you wanted. So right. I'm kind of sad to see it go. Because yes, it's re basically, I guess the best way to put it is it's rebooting. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be smaller, change locations. It's almost like a complete reset. Uh, I don't know if I'll go mm. back right now I'll, I'll see yeah we'll i mean see. it's not definitely not the same 
Okay. And then I was at San Diego Comic-Con. You were at Comic-Con. Which was super fun. Uh, Daryl was there. Daryl, hi, Daryl. He's over there in the in the chat. And Andrew was there because it's in San Diego. And Andrew was in San Diego at that time. So that was super cool, getting to see how the comic side of things runs conventions. And I mean, obviously, I've been to other conventions that are comic-based, but this is the big deal. This is the mothership, right? Uh, and it was nice to be there. <clears throat> and some really interesting takeaways, <laughs> excuse me, from San Diego Comic-Con in terms of having a booth there is nobody wants to demo a game, not on the sales floor. It's, it's just totally want to buy, right? Different. Yeah, they just want to buy. Like, oh, that has a character I like in it? Mine. You know, oh, look, that, that looks cute and fun? Mine. Uh, and I think that's, that's fine and that's great. Uh, and they do have areas so up on the mezzanine on both sides of the mezzanine actually it's all gaming it's uh computer games and pokemon and magic and DD adventures league in several of the rooms and then a couple of the rooms are board gaming rooms and they're not poorly populated um they just are a little unorganized but that's okay and then there's actually even more gaming on other sites. So there's like a whole other gaming room in another hotel and there's like a pinball arcade in one hotel. So lots of gaming actually going on. Um, our panels were, I mean, to say they were sold out would be a lie because I don't think anybody pays to go into the panels, but they were full. Uh, and so, so much awesome. so that I think Daryl tried to get into one of them and he's like, no, nope, you can't get in. There's no room, which is kind of interesting that there's that much demand for, game-related content at a convention that is ostensibly not about gaming. Um, and so that was pretty cool to see. And we had a lot of good times, met lots, lots of people, got to see, um, you know, IDW and the op people in their home environment, which was nice. I uh, didn't get to go to the offices yet. Sometime, maybe I'll do that. Uh, but next year, we're planning on, you know, even more presence for gaming at San Diego Comic-Con. So... Hopefully that's a thing that will be regular for some people, uh, you know, whether or not me, uh, maybe that's me. That's one of those people. I'll still go when uh, I can talk, but um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a different, it's a different thing than a lot of gaming conventions. <coughs> Excuse me. So at nine o'clock at night, maybe even eight o'clock at night, nothing happens. Right, it's not a game convention. Like everything just shuts down. Kinda, like everybody leaves the convention area. I don't know what they do, but at a gaming convention, most people are playing games till like four in the morning. Yeah, but that's right. You that's have to play games until the morning crew, the people who went to bed, wake up, so you can, you can switch. Yeah, you can switch. <laughs> oh, maybe maybe they all have parties or something. Maybe they yeah, have maybe they do. Maybe there's there's things that the cool kids do that I, I was not invited yeah. to. I don't know. Unless unless the, unless the thing to do is just go back to your hotel room and read the comics you bought, but oh. or refresh <laughs> for the next day because you're gonna have to stampede some people for your next mm -hmm. like exclusive. Oh yeah, and, and there are refresh. There are ridiculous lineups at San Diego yeah. Comic Con. There's like day long lineups to get to see what the next Marvel movie mm. release thing will be and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's, crazy. it's pretty ridiculous. It's kind Skip of cool. the line. Follow people on Twitter. Yeah, nothing that I want to be in that line for. I'd still love to go next year if I'm not going to do Dice Tower. I was like, oh. I can't do both because they're back to back. But I was kind of like, I'd kind of like to go because by then, and we'll talk more about like my other stuff 
but like finally got announced but i was like i'm gonna have so much comic book and like you know kind of that yeah. sort of crowd yeah, stuff sure. coming out right. i'm like i want to go you should definitely and i mean so. one of one of your publishers is right there in it's san true. diego there you go travis magnum's actually saying at origins a presenter was telling him how strange they found board game conventions to be because in other interest other industries it'd be nothing but quick pitches expecting to make a sale within a minute and board game conventions are like come sit down play my game for 20 minutes let's be friends right? let's go to the bar it's, well, it's, yeah. it's a different world it's interesting though so yeah. an interesting story about that sales thing is i was talking to james hudson and within one day of starting he reorganized his whole booth he like threw out tables and like said we're not doing this anymore and so basically um he had a bunch of demo tables set up in his booth and it was better use of the space to let people walk into the booth and touch mm. the boxes and pick up the boxes because they'd buy it because nobody it's a retail wanted... setting yeah it's, exactly. a retail it's a retail setting it's nobody wanted to sit down and demo the games oh that but, takes time they gotta go yeah. in the next lineup right you gotta go line up <laughs> that funko thing right yeah and uh so a neat a neat interesting thing um that my my oldest son got to come with me so he got to stand on top of the funko booth and overlook all of the other booths and the funko booth also has a margarita machine on top of it so okay kind of he did not have a margarita with free, alcohol i was gonna say it, but he had, for him yeah he had the he had crushed crushed ice that was flavored that's what he had uh yeah. so that was san diego comic-con and then after that, Erica, we it's were at Gen, Gen Con. Gen I think Con. that was the next one for us. Um, and Gen Con was a big Gen deal. Uh, Gen Con was awesome, but yeah. it's that thing that just tries to kill you. It's like a week of, <laughs> it's a week long marathon of like just get to the end and just survive. It's 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 the gladiator arena <laughs> of, of conventions. It kind of is. I, I'm like um. I, if I was a gladiator at Gen Con, I'd be like the like the really uh, fast guy with a dagger. That that's what I'd be like. You're getting in there and stabbing people and then coming out because I did yeah, not they, spend much time in that room or in that area. No, oh, you never do. Uh, yeah, so I yeah at Gen Con Gen Con. I mean Gen Con give its own episode, but Gen Con was good. Uh, got some fun stuff that I I look I hate I can never talk about this stuff, but fun stuff coming. They came out of Gen Con and big release, big announcement. So I uh, Scott Pilgrim mm -hmm. got announced which looks at great, Gen Con, the and they got to play the Kickstarter video, which kind of like explains a bit of like how to play, and got to show a lot of the setup and the pieces because everything in it is 3D, <laughs> like everything. It's a giant playground of just throwing furniture and just shit at each other. I'm so, oh, I don't know if I should be swearing. We never really yeah. talked about that. I mean, you're the editor of the podcast, so. You can, I can cut it out. If you okay, like we'll keep we'll keep the podcast clean. Live is a whole other thing. Yeah, live is live. So anyway, that that was awesome too. Is that Scott Pilgrim got announced because it's been like over a year of my life at this point. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very cool. Like a year cool. and a half, yeah. getting close to two. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now this doesn't sound like such a good deal anymore. A lot of time. No, it's all good. It was just a, it it is a lot. It's a lot, but I'm just like, currently writing excited. down something that I told somebody that I do while I was at Gen Con, and it's like, oh yeah, that thing. Follow-ups, follow-ups, people. Great You'd be amazed how many of them go accidentally fall through the cracks. Follow-up. 
if publishers are listening, we're sorry. We don't do it on purpose. Um, so yeah, my Gen Con was pretty busy. Uh, I spent most of it actually with Matt and Brian. So Matt, Kent, and Brian Hurt from Hex Studios. Uh, it's a comic book studio with Murray Engers as the E in the heck. Uh, they just had a Kickstarter that finished today, and they did great uh, for a comic book thing. But uh, Jay and I designed the mind management board game, and we actually demoed it like a, um, actually with Gen Con people, so that was fun. And Matt was there to sign uh, postcards for people. And these postcards, if you get them, we're going to have, they're like a cipher for hidden things that we're going to have in the green cool. box. So it's kind of neat. Uh, and so that I was like pretty that. fun. It's actually the first time I've ever demoed a game at Gen Con that was not at a booth. That I was actually the one responsible for teaching the thing. So that was that was kind of fun. How did that go? Like, what was that experience like? I, don't, I mean, I've demoed, you know what I mean? Like, I've run my own game sort of thing, but right. like, never in that type of capacity. Right, with like getting a... Getting the collecting the tickets and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's 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 kind of interesting. I actually think that um, some companies would do really well to have less at their booth, less demoing at their booth, and more demoing in the yeah. regular game space, like player. Yeah, yeah, in the player that's area a, because yeah. that's what for. And you it's, also want to keep quieter in a different way. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. And you could run tournaments, and you can have like dedicated time slots where people are like signed in to come. And I think that's a really effective way of doing it. Um, so that's how I would do it if I was to run a company, which I'm not ever. I say that now. We we can speculate on all these things we'd love to do if we ran cons, publishers, and right. everything else. But we're, we're not going to, to. We can do that all the time. We're not going to. No. Um, so that, that was kind of Gen Con for me. A lot of Gen Con for me now isn't actually pitching anymore. Uh, I sort it's of do that. Yeah, it's follow-ups and show and tell. So it's, it's like meeting with publisher A to show yeah. them game A, meeting with publisher B to show them game B that we talked about six months ago or we signed last yeah. year and we're just showing them this is where it is at. Uh, and then mm -hmm. also meeting with people who I just want to meet with to talk to them about possibilities of future projects. Uh, yeah. And that's also good too because there's a bunch of stuff that has been sort of talked about for a while and they're ready to jump on and uh, maybe my team has space to take them on for development or whatever right so mm -hmm. lots of stuff lots of possibilities oh uh, and i think boss thinks sold out right at the very yeah, end of Gen Con. Totally so that was exciting yeah boss it was on the hot list but i never got to see it so because you never see your own stuff that looks like gem i mean it's jamie jones I'm looking forward to mind management. I enjoyed the playtest I've had of it. Thanks, Jamie. We enjoy having you playtest our games. Oh, yeah. And I saw Shem, your comment about playing boss. Thank you. He said he loved it. Two players. Sen, it's time for you to dye your hair, stuff you say. So, you know, tell hair us, hair. if tell you us can find hair dye that can stick to this short, black, stubby, really thick hair, it's called bleach. I'll do it. Oh, no. not bleach. No, not bleach. You, gotta you have bleach to first. bleach it first. Oh, no. Do you think, why do you think I am rocking the white rapper style right now? Because you're a white rapper? Go ahead. No, because I'm dyeing my hair pink us. tonight. Drop some, I, drop I some bleached it. Drop. It was bleached I, I, I last night, and it's too. getting pink tonight. You just you got to okay. prime it. That's like That's how it way too much Mine's first. too light right now. No, it's not. So Banana and Ming have have dyed hair and it's like, I don't know. It's like too extra, too extra for me, man. You just don't want to match everybody else. Is that no, what you're I saying? You're saying <laughs> I stand out by not standing out. <laughs> there you go. 
Helena okay. volunteers to dye your hair then so that you don't have to do any work. <laughs> All right. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's, 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 let's that could be an episode. Dye sends hair. Oh, Put that as a Patreon goal. Patreon goal. <laughs> what color? Goal. Okay, you can pick the what color. color. All right. Um, and then we were at Fan Expo. So yes. this is like the first time in many years that Jesse wasn't at Fan Expo. Well, I guess I last year weren't. I wasn't either, last right? year either, no. Yeah, I've basically taken two years off conventions. Right. So uh, Erica and I were there, and it was actually a lot of fun. Um, the best received panel was? Education. Yeah. Standing room only. I was like, people, come sit on the carpet. It's better. It was great. It was a really good <laughs> thing. Was, and I know. What was that panel about? Education. I didn't see the program. Yeah, but education just. Uh, using yeah. games oh. in education. Ah, there we go. So it was a little broad, um, and we had a lot of panelists. Um, but that was a good thing because I think what I see from that is that there's interest in board, using yeah. board games in education. Oh yeah, and there's use for each of these little substreams within using X in education. So yeah. game design as education, gamification mm -hmm. in education, game-based learning in education, role-playing games in education. I think we yeah. could probably have a sub-panel on each of those four or yes. five little subtopics. There is, we could have level yeah. of involvement. So there is entire literatures on each of those things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I could have told you that. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, 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 no. We just weren't I, sure. I know. About we didn't realize people. there was that large yeah. a community so it's present really at Fan Expo. At, at not Fan Expo, so at San Diego Comic Con and at Origins, and I think even in definitely even at Gen Con, like you can get education educator badges. That are mm. cheaper. I've heard about these, but I have never applied huh. for any of them. Right. No, all you do is show your your school ID. Mm. Right. And I wear it every day. I know. <laughs> so I just really do that. Uh, and so they you go really to cons to take it off, right? Value, right. That's that's exactly. <laughs> and then switch it for a different badge. Right. They really value <laughs> different responsibilities. Educators at conventions, I think, because yeah. there's good to know. There's a whole stream at San Diego Comic Con about how to teach curricula through the use of graphic novels. Right. Yeah. And so oh, games should do the same thing. And I know yeah. uh, definitely at Gamma, Gamma is very interested as manufacturers and publishers of accessing, you know, teachers as a potential customer so customer base, right? Mm -hmm. So it's very interesting. Cool. Um, this is interesting. I'm going to take a screenshot of this, boom, and I will send this to Be Live later. Uh, the stream I can't read the comment stream anymore because it is on my screen anyways, all compacted into one big glom of text ah. on top of text. I'll, I'll, uh, it's all good. We'll I'll yeah, catch you guys. Adam, Adam Young has suggested that we can solve your hair problem by shaving and then using a Sharpie. Okay, let's not do that. Um, and Daryl has promised to bug me and try and drag me out to cons and then they're just oh, talking that, about Bosk now. That, that'll happen. That'll happen. Jesse will yeah. be back in the car. No, oh, once yeah. he's home. I was, yeah. <laughs> I, it's just been, it's just been, there's been like mm -hmm. work conflicts, but I right. don't have that yeah. job anymore. So it won't happen. There you go. And the last thing that we did at Gen Con, I was on two panels there on design. Oh, we were on Fanex. Oh, yeah. yeah sorry. What about our game jam? Yeah. Mr. Their game, yeah. game jam uh, went actually remarkably well for the first time that we did it. Really so, well. so for those of us that weren't there, uh, what what is the game jam and what'd you do? Oh, Erica can explain it. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, so it ended up being, uh, so Sen, me, Kathleen Mercury, and John Gilmore decided that we were going to try to encourage people to make games. So we decided, and Panda was providing a whole bunch of bits, which was awesome. So we did a little bit of a design challenge. So people came in usually like Thursday or Friday to pick up a little bit box to get them started. And we just kind of gave them, you know, rough parameters of, you know, choose something within a fandom, kind of because, you know, fan expo. Mm -hmm. And we'll help you kind of work through an idea and they could check in with us every day at 11 and we kind of like walk through or help them get through like design problems and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And we had couples that were designing games, friends designing games, like kids Family designing games. There was, yeah, mom and son were designing a game together. And anybody who could keep going through the weekend, we kind of rewarded them with um, one of these, these fancy boxes from Panda yeah. that had all their super fun bits in it. And just hoping to encourage them to keep game designing and, you know, oh, just letting cool. them know about where to take their prototypes to go play tested and, you know, snakes and lattes yeah. and protein and that kind of thing. So hopefully we inspired some people to make some games. Yeah, and it wasn't super formal. Like I do a super no. formal one at Chuck's, which is only like an hour or two hours of a game jam instead of like a multi-day one. Uh, and it's super formal just because we need to keep people on track because they only have two hours to do it. So mm -hmm. I'll like announce on the at the half an hour mark, you know, maybe you should start thinking about making an actual prototype, start actually making stuff. And then at the middle mark, it's like, maybe you should play test it now. And then at the three quarters ways, it's like, maybe you should start writing rules. So just giving people those kind of formalized uh, prompts to do stuff. And so that was Fan Expo. Uh, the other thing that we did at Fan Expo and at Gen Con, I'll bring it back to that right now, is we recorded a whole whack of panels. Um, we've used some of the money from the Patreon to buy a audio recorder, a field recorder, and that has been great. So we've been able to capture a bunch of those. And so for anybody who is a Patreon member, we have been uploading those fairly regularly over the summer. So there might be five or six up right now that are either interviews with individual designers or publishers, um, panel recordings, those types of things from conventions that you might not have gotten to get to. So they are wonderful. And we'll talk more about our Patreon later, but that is something that is exclusive to our Patreon supporters. So thank you so much to our patrons for believing in us. And we'll continue to bring you some of the best content in board game design. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, and then after that, I went to Grand Con. It was a Shit. busy summer. Oh yeah, it tell was. us about Grand Con. Grand Con was awesome. Um, so Grand Rapids is a really weird city. Uh, I've, no, I've only so, been once. Right, so I've only been to Grand Con, and this is the first year that I've went when it's actually downtown. And it's weird because you think, oh, downtown Toronto, downtown London, downtown Barrie, downtown KW, any of the cities that any of us have lived in, downtown Hamilton. It's like busy all the time. Toronto is ridiculous. Toronto like never stops. So that's a little bit odd. But even in London, because um, Jesse and I both lived in London, at, you know, 11 o'clock at night, there's still people out there doing things at 12 o'clock at night. Maybe it gets a little quiet. Grand Rapids, all day nobody on the streets it was it was pretty darn quiet but it's a very nice city it's a it's a neat little con is well organized it's like super well organized like down to the minute you be at this table at this time and people will come and give you tickets so it has that big con feel of organization that we miss from things like fan expo doesn't have that um so it has that big con organization yeah right and 
but it's a little intimate small con. Uh, I don't know how many people come for the gate, but it's not in like the tens of thousands. It might be maybe maybe a thousand to maybe two thousand over the course of the weekend. I'll ask Brian, but it's really well done. And we had a panel there, so I recorded that, and I got to teach a bunch of games many times to many people. So I taught four games two or three times each over the weekend, which is a lot, yeah. but it's great. Yeah. So I taught Kingdom Rush. Um, unfortunately, Jesse, I had to show them the review copy, the, sorry, the preview mm. copy. So it's all yes. old content. I explained yeah. that to them, it's old content, yeah. but pretty. So you can, I actually had my paper stuff there. I said, you can play with this ugly paper stuff that's you know, current, or you can play with the pretty stuff. And they actually all wanted to play with the pretty stuff because the miniatures are nice, right? So Well, yeah, no, I get there it. I, I have the preview copy miniatures in my prototype, so. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you're smart like that. Well, it's actually not even my copy of the preview copy. It's my contain. Uh, I had to borrow well. that. <laughs> yeah, you I got yours from Ed. Yeah. That's probably a good segue into kind of some of the stuff that we've got out or working on or yeah. coming up. Cool. Yeah. Fun. So your projects we'll be talking about. Yeah, what are our current projects? That is oh, that is our Kingdom life one. currently. Kingdom uh, Rush. Kingdom Rush. scanning a table full of Kingdom Rush bits, pieces, and papers. And there's a yeah. wall, actually. If you've never seen the wall of Kingdom Rush, it's pretty impressive. Uh, it doesn't look impressive right now. Oh, yeah, because you guys are moving. We're moving. So, yeah, we've been taking things off as they get finished or otherwise have been delayed until after our move. So, yeah. It's only got four stickers. There's only four numbers on the wall there. Now. That used to be at it's, least 10 times as so many. So things to be finished before Sunday morning. Yeah. So that's been taking up uh, time. So Kingdom yep. Rush is one thing. Um, what else are you working on, Jess, other than that? Uh, I have Diesel Punk Apocalypse with uh, Travis Chance as a co-design with. Um, Colossal has it, and it should be Kickstarter uh, January, probably. Oh, cool. I didn't know it was that soon. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I talked to Zev. Under a couple delays. I talked to Zev at GrandCon, and he said mm -hmm. that there's something else. There is. I'm not allowed to talk about it, but okay. um, yeah, we're not. I'm not. We're not saying anything until uh, it actually is um, locked and loaded. Until it's printing. Oh, uh, even but, better. Yeah. So um, yeah. So there should be there should be a project, another project with Travis that uh, is out before Christmas or around Christmas. Great. Nice. Yeah. Um, Oh, and there's another current project that uh, that you should announce, Jesse. What what con are you guaranteed to be at next year in April? Oh, yeah, that's that's fine. No, there's like I'm excited to go, but like I don't know. Don't I'm, be silly I, about it. Yeah, so I'm, I just said that yeah, because I, I was gonna say, uh, when will you actually next see Travis? Because you guys oh, don't live anywhere near each other. Yeah, so. um, gathering. Yeah, probably. he should be there. So yeah. That's good. yeah. Cool. Um, Erica, what are you working on? So, so the big so the nice thing is finally <laughs> Scott Pilgrim got announced. Steven Universe got announced. Yeah, I so saw that. that. Super happy for you. That was awesome. Uh, very excited about that because I got announced right alongside with the movie coming out. So hopefully, right, right. people will be excited because there's not a lot of Steven Universe products. So, and if you're a fan, you're used to waiting a really long time for a lot of stuff. Yeah, I, I uh, heard that comment from you. Yeah, look, if you if you've ever watched, if anyone is a fan of the show, it's like, oh, I don't know what Cartoon Network is doing, but they don't do that show justice. They throw it the wackiest things. They'll put five episodes out, then there'll be hmm. nothing for like months. Then they'll dump like two weeks in a row, then there'll be nothing for like a year. You're like, what are you doing? So, as fans of Cora, Jesse and I, being big yeah. fans of Cora, we we. 
we feel for you. They at least moved yeah. it online and got consistent. This is like way worse. I don't know. Anyway, they still keep going. They gave it a they gave it a movie, which is yes. awesome. So the movie just happened, and mm -hmm. so super excited that the game's happening because if the game does well, I know that they want to do more Steven Universe products, and mm -hmm. there's even a chance at maybe doing minis at some point. So Ooh. we'll see. This is a battling card game. Uh, I think the art's probably gonna be gorgeous, and uh, I, I think I it's a fun. So. I actually, I think it's a fun game. I hope um, they make like all the gem cards, like like glittery and and like. Well, so we did ask for gems, so because technically, uh, it's it's called Beachapalooza. It was called oh, yeah, Beachapalooza yeah, yeah. Bash yeah. at one point, but I don't think they like the word bash, so it just too got violent, dropped. Too violent. Uh, and the idea is because there's so much music in Steven Universe, it kind of is a little bit based on that idea that there's a giant concert happening and all the corrupted gems are sort of party crashers. And what you're trying to do is they don't kill things in Steven Universe. They they usually pop them and bubble them. Right. <laughs> so uh, you're trying true. to bubble the monsters to sort of save them. And you're doing that by uh, activating your gems while they're on stage. And so there is actual little crystals that you're using as like energy sort of thing. But they're very reminiscent of actual crystals from like characters in cool. the show. <laughs> so cool. anyway, and what it's else? super nerdy. Yeah. Uh, I can't talk about the project, but I, I do have something coming with Spin Master, so that's cool. Uh, and I, I, yeah, but that's a co-design. Uh, Sen and I have something as well we coming that we can't talk about the name yet, but we did have a really good playtest to yes. start. So I'm very excited where it's going, considering it's moving very quickly in the right directions. Yeah, so it kind of just happy. clicked, right? It er did. Erica it and I, a good we, moment. we actually recorded that, Erica. Did we? The first time we were talking, because we were doing it over Skype or something. And oh, we, right, I, we our planning it. session. I forgot. And it hasn't really changed much from that. I mean, it's just right now, it's just numbers, balance, and yeah. flow. I think that's really where we got kind of messed up, is like, because we've never played it before. Uh, and so we put it together in front of the publisher for the first time, saying, We've never played this before, but we think it works. And it kind of did. Essentially, it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so. Theoretically, you get to a good mode where you're like, you can tell if something should work, but yeah. like you don't necessarily know what it feels like. And so most of it, we could adjust very, very quickly to get the right feel. And so now it's just sort of finding that, yeah, yeah. we're, we're tweaking. And we got kind of straight it all. Tweaking. Putting it in writing, yeah. I think is important so that they can test it without us, which is kind of mm -hmm. what we want to happen. We're getting there. Yeah, yeah. we're getting there. So that's great. Um, interestingly enough, most of the project that I have on, on the run other than Kingdom Rush with Jess. Uh, so mind management's a thing, but it's it's mm -hmm. pretty done. It's just, we get, we're getting some really cool artwork for Matt, for the map and whatnot. So that's good. And then I've got a couple others that I can't really talk about yet, but ones that I can't yes, talk about. saying that. Okay. No, ones <laughs> that I can't talk about are some RPG stuff that I'm doing with Banana. Yes, so Banana us. Chan and I have been writing furiously as of late. I don't know how this happened but it's like oh let's make this rpg it's like yeah let's do this and it it's done like it's oh this thing is kind of a, a thing already and at big bad con which is a san francisco area bay area convention in yes. october uh she will be demoing uh jiangxi blood in the banquet hall which is a game that we designed around chinese restaurants and vampires and um in three minutes it was full like just people just want to play this, and I don't know why. We don't know why, but it's awesome. Because it sounds awesome. Yeah, it sounds awesome. So, yeah, we're super happy with that, and it's we've so been pitching it to publishers, and 
every publisher we've talked to has been pretty positive. So that's good. Uh, which is funny because she's also a publisher herself. So she really just wants to get it out there to somebody that has right. you know more reach and more clout than she does, yeah. which is good. Uh, I think that's that's a neat way of doing it. And we're probably going to look at like a co-publishing deal uh, so that we control content a little bit because we have some really strong opinions on who the artists should be. Uh, you know, for art, like we want it to be definitely like Chinese people because it's yep. all about Chinese things. Um, mm. And then, you know, yeah, so that's cool. And then we made another one uh, just in one night. Um, we were, because so Jesse knows this because Jesse has done RPG projects with me before. And I like artifacts. I like paper product at the end that you can look at and go, oh, that, that was from the game that I played when we did this yeah. thing. And so we made this one. Um, she said to me online one day, have you ever played like Exquisite Corpse games? Because we were talking about actually making one out of a cootie catcher. Um, yep. An exquisite corpse, if you don't know what exquisite corpse is, it's when you fold a piece of paper up and then one person starts drawing oh. and then fold it down and the next person draws the next part and the next person draws the next part. And so that's an exquisite corpse thing. And it's uh, from the surrealist movement uh, where you end up with, when you do the big reveal, there's this thing and it's yeah. all weird and wild and wonderful. And you can do it with words as well. And so we thought, what if it was an exquisite corpse game about an exquisite corpse? So it's Exquisite Corpse uh, Chimerical Detective Agency, where it's a corpse, like a body. This is the murder victim. This is the place they were found. This is their, their, um, <coughs> the letter that you found on them. And so the first round is everybody's drawing those things as you go around or writing the words. And then the next round, you are drawing the suspects. And the last round, you're drawing like disguises that the suspects are trying to escape in. And you just tell a story while you're doing it. And it remarkably worked well. Uh, so much so that our next guest, uh, who's coming on next week, played it and was like, I'm taking all these pictures and I'm binding them into a book because it was just <laughs> super fun. <laughs> and uh, Julie, Julie Ahern uh, from Greenbrier Games will be our guest next week. And mm -hmm. she and Robert Geislinger uh, from Quartermaster Logistics played the game with us. And it was hilarious. Um, so yeah, I saw the pictures fun. of that on Facebook out yeah, of yeah. context and it looked fun. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's <laughs> like whatever, whatever produced these artifacts was obviously entertaining. It right. was, was the lesson I came away from. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, then we also got to play test one of our other RPGs and I can't really talk about it, but Travis played it. Travis is over there in the chat and, uh, he gave us some great feedback. We played with Isaac, uh, Vega and Travis and Gilhova and got some good feedback though they're not like super hardcore rpg players it's mm -hmm. still super relevant and it was great to play with them so that's what i've been doing lately is more writing than designing mm -hmm. it is designing uh and then it's obviously really finishing the stuff for kingdom rush so there and we there's go a lot of yeah. narrative overlap that's happening like i would have said that's definitely a theme that i'm noticing with a lot of publishers at gen con yeah. was this idea of uh, this blended narrative and what that can mean in gaming mm -hmm, now mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that's going to be a very interesting world to explore and i think it'd be a fun one at some point to do on one of our segments that we may as well start talking about where we're yeah. going next with the mm -hmm. season yeah. um yeah and so i guess one of the things we're going to be doing is kind of combining some of our dissecting and designing into a new one that we're going to call digging into design so we can kind of explore multiple ideas in different episodes yeah. mm -hmm. and have um, more shovels 
and have more shovel and also help guests explore these topics with us yeah especially the right. braver ones because it seems like not all designers are willing to do design on the spot sometimes that's okay um so we're good we're, we're we're super excited for the people who are very or have agreed to be our brave guests uh, to participate in some of the things we'd want them to do with them yeah yeah mm -hmm. so what are our so yeah as erica said we're um we're changing things up this season uh, from last season, keeping some things that worked, and we're going to try some new stuff. Um, mm -hmm. One of the new things is, as Erica just mentioned, the digging into design uh, episodes. Um, we are also going to uh, try another new kind of episode, uh, which we're currently calling community episodes. And those episodes will focus on bringing uh, community members who are also Patreon supporters onto the show to, I don't know what it's, uh, we're sort of, we're exploring a bunch of different ideas. Yeah. It's going to be our, it's going to be our alchemical experiment this season. The main mm -hmm. thing that we want to do is we want to have, you know, more, more of the meeple syrup community than just us, um, being on the show and talking and, and, mm -hmm. and being present. And so we're going to use these episodes as a way to have more explicit audience participation. So yeah, we love, anything yeah. right as simple as simple in it as direct as you have a kickstarter come plug it for five minutes yeah to as complex as let's talk about this issue that you're really passionate about yeah so yeah I think there's lots of stuff we could do well we're so we're talking things like you can if people just want to ask us questions directly that's all good but if you want to start posing things that maybe we can help you with design problems and we also thought about the idea of you guys suggesting topics or discussions that either you'd like to be a part of or that you wish were part of the show yeah and so there's a lot of ways that this could go because everybody has different levels that they like to participate at <laughs> yeah so right, we're so we're going to experiment with that this this season mm -hmm. and Let's Sorry, talk about our upcoming guests. No, it's okay. I just wanted yeah. to say that upcoming guests, we already talked about Julie next week from Greenbrier Games. Yeah. On yeah. the 25th, so that's September 18th. On September 25th, we'll have Chris Rollins and Kathleen Mercury. And we're going to be talking about overcoming barriers, oh, creativity, so jealous. time management, <laughs> workflow, juggling real life and other jobs, playtesting, all that kind of stuff. So how to yeah. overcome all the mental blocks that occur during the whole design process, like swimming upstream type of thing. Um, then we're going to be looking at our first industry one for the season and our guest will be Pam Walls. And Pam is coming to talk about her event called Prototio, which is a Toronto-based prototyping event. It will actually have happened be just the weekend before she comes on uh, because she doesn't have the time and wherewithal to do it the week yeah. before. So. And that's actually great because we're going to be special guests at the Prototio event where we'll have a table mm -hmm. and you can all come up. We'll be live streaming from the table. Any people there can come and give us your pitch on the game. We can mm -hmm. help work through some problems. If you have questions mm -hmm. or we need feedback, have a sell sheet, whatever, we'll be there to help mm -hmm. you with that. And we're going to be doing a bunch of live to air spots, I believe, yeah, as well. Exactly. So yeah. you guys, you'll be able to see what's coming to the tables and who's at the tables as well, because mm -hmm. we thought we'd have some fun uh, friends and other designer guests come on as well. So maybe they could help it with some people's questions and designs. Right. Yeah, so that's, that's the uh, so that that is a big thing to make sure that you're aware of is it's yeah. the last weekend of uh, September. And Meeple Syrup will be live for most of that weekend. So if you're in, if you're going to Prototio, come hang out with us. 
and drop by and show us your game, show us your sell sheet, and and let's have a chat. And if you're not going to ProtoTO, um, still tune into the Facebook page over the weekend because we're going to have content from ProtoTO all weekend. Mm -hmm. um, so and so that'll be something worth keeping an eye on. Cool, cool. Yes. So uh, going back to the community episodes, Jesse, not only because it's what's next on our agenda, yeah, because we jumped something, but because it's actually next on the list of guests. Uh, so October 9th will be yep. our first community episode. Mm -hmm. And I have here, Jesse, that you're going to announce a book club. Oh, Can yeah, right. Yeah, so this is, uh, I, this will officially start with that community episode, but um, I'm, I'm still looking for some books and things. But over the summer, there was some chat on the Facebook page about a book um, on designing for empathy. Right, the shop talk and, page, right, right, right. Yeah, that's right, the Meeple Syrup shop talk page, which if you don't follow, you should totally Go check it out follow and now. follow it. Lots of great content. Um, oh, awesome yeah. community. And um, the uh, it was suggested someone had said, oh, yeah, this looks interesting. I just, you know, I never finish anything. And I was like, we could, this sounds like a perfect topic for a book club. Um, and so what I'm going to try and do is we're going to find, I want to find a good book. It might be the Empathy Engines. Um, it might be something else. I'm still looking around. And on the first community episode on October 9th, um, I'll announce what book we're doing. And then... Um, Folks will be invited to read the book along with us. And if you're a Patreon backer, I will be organizing little book club meetings every week where we'll get together, not live. It'll just be a um, like Skype chat or whatever, Google Hangouts thing. And we'll talk through the chapter. And then by the time we get to the end of it, my hope, uh, and this is, I'm, gonna, I'm making no promises, but this is what I'm hoping to do. Uh, I'm hoping that whatever book we pick, the author of the book is accessible enough and interested enough to actually come on the Meeple Syrup show to talk about the book. And we'll be able to take questions or comments or discussion points from the book club discussion and use those to structure the, uh, the conversation with the book author. What a great so. idea. And awesome. so that book club stuff might become something that's separate from yeah. this particular Wednesday show. That's right. Uh, and might be something that's even bigger than what happens on Patreon. So look out for maybe more content as we yeah. we'll see how it goes. Cool. Yeah. On roadmap. Um, so that's We've got spotlights right after that. Are we yeah. going to continue or we want to keep some of the secret? What do you want to do? Uh, no, because that would be our second spotlight. So why don't we talk yeah. about that? Back to our guests then right upcoming guests yeah, yeah. so uh, october will be uh 16th is lizzie funkhauser will be on and we'll talk about some of the games she's been co-designing yeah. as well as the very popular page that they're managing so that's yes. uh, like this community spotlight. and design yeah. yeah absolutely uh actually the the next digging after that is our only unbooked episode till the end of december at this point so yeah. we are looking for another brave designer who would yep. like to join us for a design topic or a dig okay. into a particular mechanic or like game in some or, way or ideas about a topic too i mean if you mm -hmm. if you don't necessarily want to be on but there's a particular type of mechanic or style of game or just something that you wish you or you would love to hear people uh in the industry really deep dive into then yeah. let us know and that might be enough of an inspiration for us to mm -hmm. figure out who to get right or if there's somebody you'd really like just to have on the show as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. please feel free to suggest. And uh, then... we, 
our next inside the yeah. industry is going to be with Geerja Cross. Uh, so she's actually runs Forest Prezan slash Funko Games. Uh, so it'd be great to kind of talk to someone who's at the top and see how all of that sort of been kind of trickling down and how that's been working with the the big Funko and right. you know this 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 design design studios again, which is something that I, I think is definitely going to be an interesting thing to watch. Right. Uh, again, we, then we got our community episode, and then uh, do you want to keep going? Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, why not? People are interested. You guys. All right. Uh, how about the next person? Is? is Julio Nazaro. Nazario. Mm -hmm. uh, Julio is an amazing designer. So if you ever are at a East Coast prototype unpub type thing and you see something on the table that looks just wacky and outrageous but still cool and functional it's probably one of his designs he is one of the most uh, creative table presence kind of people out there uh, and i'm super stoked to have him on the show november 13th on november 20th uh jesse this is your suggestion it's keith um, yeah we're gonna talk to keith mateka um who's the um thunderworks games so the role player the role player verse is what we're going to talk about a uh, a game that has grown up into now a series of games games built into the universe and so we'll talk a bit about how uh, about everything to do with role player but particularly i asked if you'd be interested in talking about how the um the business side of things and the game development side of things has influenced the story and world building side of things uh as role player has grown into its own thing right and then we have my brother from another mother, Quan Chai Moria, coming on on November 27th to talk about mm -hmm. probably not what you think he's going to talk about. He might talk about some other stuff or at least from another perspective. So it'll be yeah, most likely about art because it's Quan Chai, right? But uh, hopefully from a deeper perspective than what we're used to hearing mm -hmm. from Quan Chai. So uh, fun fact, Quan Chai was a special guest at Fan Expo this year. And it was amazing to hear him talk about the process of being an artist and the industry side of the art and things like that. So hopefully that's what he'll bring to the table that day as well. Uh, and he'll just blow your mind with a lot of cool stories about projects he's been involved with and how he works. Yeah. December 4th awesome. is another community event. <laughs> and oh, December 11th. I forgot JB's yeah. going to be on. That's awesome. Yes. JB's yeah. on. So he's booked because he's got a bunch of stuff that's coming out at that time. Oh, so it's sweet. great timing. So Flotilla will be out. Uh, well, his Papillon will be in stores. And I think he said that Reavers of Midgard will be delivering. So he's excited to talk about kind of like all of them yeah. at once. It's kind of the year uh, of JB. He's, he's done a he's lot of He's got some fun stuff. Him and I Mike actually Mignol got to play. Yeah, I played Fatilla at Dice Tower, and I really liked it. Very cool. I like the concept. It's a very interesting idea. So I'm excited to see it come out. I am as well. I'm super excited. And then the last one for the year is somebody who I've personally been trying to get on the show for a while. We got him. We got him. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't line up with somebody who's an Australian who works in Great Britain. Hmm. So our times don't always mix up. But because he'll be in Australia... On December 18th, traveling home for Christmas, he'll actually be like a literal, um, like, it, it'll be nine in the morning for him, right? It'll be in a cafe. Uh, so instead of, instead of like four o'clock in the night, which it would be in Great Britain-ish, three we're in the morning. We're not doing actually. that to him. Yeah, we're not doing that to him. <laughs> so, that to him. <laughs> he is going to be talking about writing narrative and gaming. So look at that. 
from that first thing that we talked about with role-playing games and then we talked about Keith and world building and now we're talking with Matt about writing narrative into gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that, I sense that disturbance in the force. You're right, Erica. I, I, truly I think it's a big conversation thing. coming. Yeah. I really do. And that takes us to our New Year's episode. So I think that's more than enough. Yeah. Well, we haven't booked anything past that. So there's not yeah. a lot to say. Yeah. But that is pretty cool. So it's going to be a pretty awesome season. I'm yeah, really yeah. excited. I'm really looking um, forward to it. One other thing that I don't know if everybody can see this, but this is going to be on twice now. Look at that. So both down here and, and up, up there. If you can see, so let's describe what you're pointing at. I'm pointing at the Roll to Play Podcast Network logo, which is wonderful. So we are now part, officially, of the Roll to Play Podcast Network, uh, where Kent Blue and Kristen and Tim Devine and a whole bunch of other great role-playing people are podcasting. And they asked us to be part of that network as their first tabletop board gaming, card gaming, segment on their network and it's a total honor to be that we said hey we're not huge we only have like you know thousand odd people who like us no 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 we really like what you do we really want to support you because it was a i just asked a question online one day like what was it erica like how do you do this stupid rss stuff or something. Oh yeah, I think I think you were asking about RSS feed because we had an issue with the. We're starting to figure out uh, to get the old one off and things yeah, like. Anyway, and I, I just started the podcast for now. <laughs> and um, I think Tim said, "Hey, are you guys looking for a host?" Oh, okay, quick, quick backtracks yeah. and question in the comments. You yeah. never mentioned the name of the designer that we're talking with at the on December eighth. Oh, he did, but he might have missed because someone said they cut out for a second. So oh, it uh, is. It was Matt. It Preston. is Matt. Yeah. yeah, it is Matt. He's the co-designer of Elysium, and awesome. he's the designer behind all of Cosmos Adventure games, uh, which are like kind of choose your own adventure, point and click adventure type things, which are awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. So he'll be yeah. talking about that. Thank you for for bringing that up. Yeah. Anyway, we're the play <laughs> network. Yeah, yes, so we're on a network. Yeah, and Erica <laughs> has been working super hard over super the summer to do a couple things. So why don't you tell us what you've been doing, Erica? Because I don't even know. Uh, like, I know nothing about RSS, gets, and you've taken it way beyond that. It's technical for some. It's all good. I will teach you guys how to do all this stuff at some point. No, um, so what's happened is, and we've, we've got this slightly delayed on the show, too, so that there's kind of actually always content coming out. Every Monday, there is a new episode coming out. We're already on episode seven of last season, uh, I think, which was the a developer episode with John Breaker. Oh. Um, so that one just went up and you can subscribe pretty much on every platform at this point. I spent the summer getting us <laughs> approved for everything. So we're on everything from, uh, we're on the Google, yeah, we're on Stitcher, Stitcher Google Podcasts, we're on iHeartRadio now, we're on iTunes, we're on a lot of the smaller ones. If you are uh, on Android and don't use any of the bigger ones I just mentioned, like uh, there's like uh, Overcast, Player FM, like there's tons of them uh, because you know you have to reach people and they don't want to add their own rss feeds you can do that if you want they're available on the role to play network but we actually have links on the role to play network as well for all of those hookups depending on what your platform is we should have you covered now so erica even if people watch us weekly uh what is the benefit of downloading that content (laughs) i cut things out (laughs) (laughs) well 
So yeah, I mean, it could be if we mentioned technical difficulties, usually I'll cut those out. If it's cleanly cut out, I'll cut out pauses and breaks and ums and ahs and things that don't say, I mean, you don't notice them live because live is totally different. But when you listen to them <laughs> through here, uh, it changes it a little bit. So I try to just clean it up as much as possible. Okay. And the other thing that people can do if you are downloading our content from anywhere, please, please, please do give it a rating. Uh, five stars. Yeah. Super nice. Subscribe and rate, please. Yeah. Subscribe and it really, rate. It really actually does help get the content out to other people who are searching right. for relatively the similar content that you like, right? So yeah. if they see five stars yeah. on podcasts like ours and Ludology and whatever, they go, oh, that's quality. I'm going to listen to that as yeah, well. That's right. Whereas if there's no ratings, they're like, I don't know if I want to waste my bandwidth on that. Yeah. Right. I will say there's a couple of rough spots on a few of the first episodes that are not cleanable, but we've been upgrading our technology since then. Yeah, yeah I blame me. So, it's probably me. Well, I thought I, at one point of putting an apology on the front, but I was kind of like, you know what? It's, it's charming. It's, if the it first is couple what it is. And it stops. <laughs> it stops. I, I think you, we have nothing like that once we flipped over to all the different systems and most yeah. of us have better microphones yeah, and things you know like what? that now. What we should probably do is put a tag on there. Like this was recorded live on this date. Oh, we could definitely actually add that. to Yeah. The so other. people know that, that this is a live show and it's, it's been edited for clarity, but it's we been, can't, we can't catch it all. Yeah. It's right? been edited as much as you can edit a live show for podcast, which format. is hilarious because yeah. I listened to this one show called cults. It's in my effort to build a role-playing game about escaping a cult, but um, it's called Cults, and everybody who is on it sounds like they're robots. It's really weird because they do so much editing and processing of the voices that it sounds oh. almost unhuman. But That's the strange. content's interesting, but it's, it's it's just like when I listen to it, I feel like a part of my soul is gone. Like almost maybe like you joined a cult. Yeah, almost maybe like I joined a call. Oh, maybe it's yes. priming <laughs> you. But this is all like this, like banter and back and forth. I like, I'm used to that, right? So yeah, I get that. Um, awesome. What else? What else is happening with the world? Well, Network? we're coming to the end of the show, but we were going yeah. to mention quickly uh, just our patrons and Proto TO because those are kind yeah. of like next, both big events and people that we want to thank. Right. Okay. Yeah. So quickly, uh, our Patreon. If you look for us on Patreon, it's just patreon.com slash meeple syrup. And please try to support us. That'd be great. We would love it. Um, it does give you access to some pretty cool stuff. Like I said, we've been recording podcasts um, for that we don't actually release on our podcast stream. These are exclusive to patrons of the program. So for as little as $1 a month, you can get access to all sorts of cool panels and interviews that nobody else gets access to. Yeah. The other thing that we're going to be doing through that Patreon is what Jesse was talking about for our community episodes. Community we'll episodes. In uh, the decision-making process and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Book club, when it launches, will also be a Patreon um, bonus thing. I don't know what you call it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Backer reward? I don't understand these sure. systems. Supporter reward program. <laughs> Perk. Um, and so all really, Kickstarter to me. Yeah, yeah, it's all Kickstarter. Um, we're also going to be using the money that we get from that stream of income from the Patreon to improve the show for you. So uh, be looking for a couple new things over the course of this last half of 2019. 
last quarter of 2019, I guess. Uh, we'll, we'll be investing that money back into the show. Okay. Um, last couple of things. Uh, Proto TO Live, we talked about already, yep. but we'll just plug it yep. one more time, please. Yep. Just tell That's us, the last weekend of uh, Last weekend of September, Maple Syrup is going to be live most of the weekend. So tune in when you can and see what's up. Yeah. And then um, last thing is how do we connect with each other? So reach out to us 100%. We want to hear from you. We love hearing from you. But if you don't know how to get us, here's how to get us. Uh, the Meeple Syrup Shop Talk page on Facebook is 100% uh, excellent way of reaching out to us. If you want to reach out to us in private, um, you can uh, message us there as well. We'll get it. I don't mm -hmm. think anybody ever has, though. Uh, but you can do that on the Meeple Syrup page as well if you're on the show page. So there's a mm -hmm. Shop Talk page, which is one. There's a show, show page, which is the other. On Twitter, mm -hmm. you can follow us at Meeple Syrup. And then individually, you can follow us as well. So Jesse is at TT Void that he never looks at. So I'm I mean, trying to be better at the Twitter thing. Well, we I have them every once in a while. I have the app on my phone now. So hey, at that's TT a good Void. step. That's a good <laughs> step. That's a huge step. And uh, Jesse, um, Jesse is going to be uh, much more immersed in game design now that he's yeah. finished his postdoc. Yeah. So. October 1st, full-time freelancer. Yeah, definitely look out for him on Twitter. <laughs> He'll be doing much more to, uh, you know, promote himself, which is great. Erica, where are you at? I'm at Frenemy Games. It's Frenemy with an I. Mm -hmm. And you can reach me at Senfong Lim, S-E-N-F-O-O-N-G-L-I-M on Twitter. So that's where we are. That's where we're at. And that's this last quarter, season two, after the reboot on Meeple Syrup. That's where we're at. That's where we're heading. Any we're last back. words of advice yeah. or comments or what do you think? I think we're going to have mm. a good good season I mean, and uh, <laughs> tune in for fun things. Yeah. All, all I feel like doing is just repeating traditions. Like, would if there's one piece of advice you could give to game designers <laughs> everywhere. Tune in for more other good advice. That's right. right. I would give you the advice of tuning into the Meeple Syrup show <laughs> every Wednesday would. night. I really would. Um, I, I think we yeah. we offer something that's a little different than other game design podcasts and yeah. video casts. And I like that we're different. So yeah. hopefully people also enjoy that. So definitely pass the word around. Get your friends who are starting game design to check us out. Um, we're fun i guess is yeah, one way right. to put it we have a good time doing fun. and we also yeah. have good information so that is one piece of advice um in terms of the rest of stuff i think, think everything i think that's it that, that's it oh yeah. jesse you did want people you said you wanted people to come up with a, a tagline for us oh yeah right we don't have a sign off so um, we're open to you suggestions. Want to fix that. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> to avoid awkward ending. We've got the <laughs> awkwardness is going we've on got, right now. We've got the question and the like deer in the headlights look, but we don't have you know we don't have a sign off. So if you got any suggestions for the sign off, then uh, then throw that up in shop talk and and we can talk about it. Yeah. Um, but I something, think something uh, like something that we could say every at the end of every show, like yeah. And See you later at the game table. Or yeah, something. and bonus points if it's a breakfast pun. Ooh, <laughs> yes, or that's like a an syrup earth, or a thing. tea pun or a meeple or maple. Yeah, pun. that's right. Yeah, Definitely. we we like we like food puns around here. 
We just um, like food. Let's yeah. let's be honest. So, anyway, on that, um, I think uh, ev everybody should you know get something on the table, play test something. Uh, until next time. Yeah. We'll yes. See y'all later. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Meeple Syrup Show. If you'd like to support us on all of our projects, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com backslash Meeple Syrup. Hope to see you next week.